morning church i uh, hope everyone is uh having a good day so far and and uh happy new year um it is uh the best way to start a new year and in, in worship and in fellowship with with god and uh, our lord and savior jesus christ certainly in fellowship with you all as well uh this morning uh want to talk about um about uh all things being made new and um it's kind of uh kind of fitting that again we have a new year um you know there's there's a lot of things that uh you know we look forward to at the beginning of every new year um people have new year's resolutions people have you know things that they goals and goals in mind that they have set for themselves for this upcoming new year um you know the year is nice and shiny um, every time we write a date, you know, we have to you know, remind ourselves it's not 2022 anymore, but 2023, and that feels new. It, there's a certain nostalgia that goes along with you know, the fact that you know, we're one year, uh, we are now one year from you know, the beginning of the, the previous year and gives us an opportunity to reflect back on things that... Um, on goals again that we had set for ourselves for 2022 some of which we have achieved and others we haven't um, but it is a, a great opportunity to reflect uh, this this particular new year um, may be a new year that uh, you know brings about a, a whole different set of successes um, um, there may be uh, this new year will be a year of gain and it will be a year of loss as it has been in previous years. Um, it may be a year that uh, you transform. Um, it may be a year where you say the same or it may be a year where you regress. Um, you know, that's kind of the, uh, if, if you look at uh, every new year in the form of a present, um, we have it in front of us, um, but because we lack the ability to see the future, um, we're not able to see inside the wrapping of this new present uh, that's called 2023. That in mind, um, I can I can reflect upon my own thought process back in 2022. Um, you know, we were we were I'd say what a year or so, two years into uh, you know post COVID. Uh, well, now can't even say post-COVID because it's not really gone, but, you know, two years into, uh, you know, COVID and, you know, looking forward to, you know, returning to normalcy of, of some kind, uh, you know, having, you know, uh, being able to, uh, you know, go to, you know, band reviews, football games, watch the kids play sports. You know, one of the kiddos was transitioning um, you know, into college, and I just remember reflecting upon, yeah, this is this is going to be a great year. Um, and then also looking back on it now, with hindsight being 2020, and looking at all of the things that we've done as a congregation, uh, the growth that we've all had spiritually, um, the challenges that we faced, and and how we got through them together. Um, and then also looking back at some of the opportunities that uh, we may have missed, um, you know, and oppor opportunities maybe out of fear or apprehension where, 
you know, we could have spoken the gospel and, and didn't. Um, you know, those are all memories and, and uh, uh, thoughts that we take with us into 2023. And the question is, um, what will we do differently? Um, you know, as, as the title of the lesson refers to, you know, w- what are we going to do with this quote-unquote new life that has been presented to us in 2023? Again, not knowing what's inside the present, but seeing the shininess that is 2023, what are we going to do with it? In Matthew, the sixth chapter, um, and we've read this before many times in verse number 19, Jesus tells his disciples to not lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And again, reflecting upon, you know, what are we going to do with this new year? How are we going to continue our spiritual growth from 2022? Um, And how are we going to better uh, maximize those opportunities that maybe we let slip through our fingers in 22? is really to keep our hearts and minds focused upon this this treasure that uh, we are all striving for in heaven. We've talked about it again a number of times. Is, is heaven worth it? Um, what is so magnificent about heaven that um, is worth us keeping our, our, our hearts and our minds um, focused upon it? Um, we, have, we have discussed before again that There are only two options in the afterlife. There's either eternal life in heaven or eternal uh, destruction in hell. Now, you you know, heaven is is great uh, relative to the other option. But, you know, the the true motivation for us as Christians shouldn't be on, you know, avoiding hell, but but really upon obtaining eternal life as as if that were the only option that's worth getting. Um, Jesus tells us that in this new Jerusalem that there will be no crying, there will be no tears, there uh, there won't be any pain or discomfort. You know, it'll be uh, an eternal day uh, where there is no darkness. In this place, um, there will be mansions that are connected by, by one street of gold that is so pure that it's translucent. Um, we know that uh, in this place called heaven that we'll be able to worship and and be with God and and Jesus and uh, you know the 12 apostles and all the innumerable saints um, we'll be able to worship together um, and praise his name forever and ever and <clears throat> the the value in that, or one needs to see the value in that on this side of life in order to, again, as Jesus has said here, uh, to place that treasure, the treasure of one's heart, on things that are above. Uh, we, we know the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. You know, Lazarus, both the rich man and Lazarus uh, died. Uh, Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom. The rich man went into hell. Um, 
Obviously, the rich man lived an opulent life, whereas Lazarus lived a, a one of distress. And I got to thinking about, you know, their perspectives of, of New Year's. Uh, you know, the, the Jewish calendar also has a, you know, a beginning of a year. And just imagine um, for a little bit if, if one, if the rich man uh, was as we are experiencing January 1st, 2023, uh, his goals and aspirations certainly would be on things that are on this earth, thinking about how he could build more and make more and spend more and enjoy more. Uh, whereas Lazarus, the one who had nothing in the form of real physical possessions, um, when he came to, let's say, January 1st of 2023, uh, where were the aspirations of his heart? Well, we know that uh, because Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, um, we know that uh, his aspirations were on a better day, not on a, a day, uh, a physical day, uh, here on this side of life, but a, a better day in the next. Uh, scripture tells us that Lazarus, you know, would think of it a, a great day to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And none of us are certainly in that spot um, where, you know, we are, we've got refrigerators full of food, um, leftovers from the festivities of the holidays, um, and none of us are thinking about food, but I guess the question is for us today, January 1st, 2023, is are, are our hearts truly set upon things in heaven? Um, are we concerned with things that are above our, the goals and aspirations of this new year, um, entirely focused on making heaven our home? If you have your Bibles, uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, the uh, scripture reading uh, this morning in 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. And I know we read verses 3 through 5. I'm going to uh, uh, start reading from uh, verse number two. It says, And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them, because they are brethren, but rather do them service, because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. And uh, you, may, you may be thinking, well, how does this have any context to you know, the lesson of um, living a new life, uh, I guess I would say is, if you go back and you look at the reason why First Timothy was written in the first place, um, it, it was written by Paul to a young man, um, a young man who was just beginning his evangel evangel evangelical journey with God, um, you can go back and, and look at the book of Acts that there were a couple of young men that uh, went on some of the uh, missionary journeys with Paul. <clears throat> and uh, these were young men who had, you know, in the prime of their lives, let's say. 
um, who are you know going out into the world, uh, beginning to experience the things that are in this world with you know with uh, with zeal and and anticipation of of what was you know right around the corner. And Paul was highlighting to this uh, these young men, certainly in Timothy, about some things that they needed to equip their minds with as they go out there and, and preach the gospel. Um, if you look at uh, what First Timothy says, um, the first chapter, <clears throat> he, First uh, Timothy, the first chapter, verse number two, um, Paul. You know, as he is, uh, you know, giving a word of encouragement to Timothy, he says, "My own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus." And and out. Sorry, I'll read it again. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, he he also tells him to, you know, don't listen to. You know, fables and endless genealogies and, and questions. Um, rather, give heedance to those things that are good for the edifying of the faith. Um, and this is in, in verse number four um, of First Timothy, the first chapter. So um, he is also exhorting uh, Timothy to listen to those who have greater knowledge than himself. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 2, he says, Don't despise their saying, um, but rather do them service, uh, because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. Um, these things teach and exhort. Um, he tells them, he tells Paul, sorry, Paul tells Timothy to also impart these words on others while he's going about his, his missionary journeys, his evangelism and spreading the gospel to also remind those who he comes in contact with to listen to those who have been there and done that listen to those who have greater knowledge than yourself um, he says in verse number three if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words even the words of our lord jesus christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness that person is proud um, he knows, he thinks that he knows everything, but knows nothing. Um, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Um, want to <clears throat> talk about, uh, you know, a... a um, a lesson that I've learned from someone who is older than me, someone who had greater knowledge than myself, um, and that's Sister Bill. And every um, every single year, um, well, Sister Bill is, has seen 93, 92, 93 New Year's, and, and the same for, for Brother Bill. Um but uh, I remember I was probably, I don't know, I guess this would have been, it was before I met Sister Garner, so that would have been, I don't know, 16 maybe, and 
Um, I remember it was it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't I can't remember what what particular day of the week that um, that the new year landed on um, but I do remember that uh, I received a uh, a phone call and sister Bill you may not remember this but um, you said happy new year like you like you normally do um, but you said make this new year count and um, again I can't remember what day of the year it was it may have actually been on the Lord's Day maybe the first Lord's Day of the new year but in any case I remember um, that that word about you know making the new year count and <clears throat> well while it has been at the back of my mind um, not every year have I have I made the have I made the year account um, and I and I guess I'll tell you that when I was a young man, 16, 17 years old, that I took that statement as, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. And every single year that, uh, you know, I've had that I've had the, the blessing by God to, to see, I've heard those words, if not spoken by Sister Bill, spoken by my mom, spoken by, you know, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And I've always pondered what that what that absolutely what that means to to make the new year count. And <clears throat> what Paul was trying to get Timothy to understand and certainly to impart upon others is that making the new year count is to listen to words, to um, be meek in the spirit, uh, to take words of encouragement, words of instruction. And make that a part of your daily life. Um, to further this point in Colossians, the third chapter, um, one of the things that uh, Paul talks about to the church in Colosseum, verse number 12, he says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, uh, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against even, against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And it goes on to say in verse number 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Um, you know, these are things that we can do each and every day to make the new year count. You know, we are the elect of God. We are holy and beloved. So it's important for us to, you know, have minds of humility and meekness. You know, to uh, take words of advice, words of encouragement, certainly those that pertain to righteousness and apply it to our lives. You know, it, if we, if you want to go back and and look at Matthew, um, the sixth chapter, fifth, sixth, and seventh chapter, really Jesus, um, in his in his sermon and his message to his disciples and those who had gathered around to hear him, he also tells them to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know, and and all these things shall be added unto you. 
Well, how do we make the new year count? We make the new year count by um, you know, not just seeking God, but also um, taking God or listening God, internalizing uh, the word of God when it's presented to us each and every day of this, this new year. Um, the scripture tells us that, that when we do that, when we build upon our faith, um, you know, when we add, add to our faith virtue and add to our, add to our virtue patience, add to our patience long suffering, and at the very top of the spiritual pyramid, charity and love, the scripture tells us that we will not be unfruitful and unbearing. Um, and that's certainly a goal that we that we should want for each and every one of ourselves as we go into this new year, is to do more for God than we have done in the previous years. And the the way that we can do that, the way that we can make this this new year count, is by putting our faith into practice. Certainly by listening to an encouraging word as it's presenting to us, and and make it a part of our lives. Again, going back to uh, Colossians, the, uh, the third chapter, in verse number two, um, Paul tells uh, the church at uh, Colossae, the congregation there, it says, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil conspicence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked in some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. <clears throat> you know, as we go into this new year, you know, as as, as we just read in uh, Matthew the sixth chapter uh, from the mouth of Christ, and certainly as we read in this epistle to the church in Colossia from Paul, that part of you know making the new year count, certainly part of setting our affections above is we have to separate ourselves the, or put to death um, those things that would drive us to do things uh, to bring about the works of the flesh. We're, we, we're studying in, uh, Wednesday, in our Wednesday Bible class <clears throat> you know, about the works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit. The distinguishing line between the two, again, is where you place your attention. Um, where are your treasures? If your treasures are to uh, bring about joy and, and um, you know, pleasure to your body, then you will bring about those works of the flesh. Um, if our, our treasures are to uh, our spiritual things, then yes, we will bring about those fruits of the Spirit. So it's all in where you place your mind, the intentions of your heart. And just to finish off this lesson, <clears throat> if, you have your, if you have a Bible, um, in uh, R Romans, the uh, 12th chapter, uh, 
in verse number one, um, and this is where I'll conclude. <clears throat> Paul, um, in talking to the uh, many congregations in the area of Rome, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that should be the resolution that we have um, as we go into this new year. Um, you know, there you may say, well, you know, a goal, if it isn't smart, if it isn't specific, if it isn't measurable, if it isn't attainable, um, you know, if it isn't, uh, uh, I can't remember what the R is, but if it's not time bound, then it's, you know, maybe not uh, a goal that, um, you know, provides enough direction. But certainly <clears throat> the the goal to, you know, live this upcoming year, um, seeking God, listening to God, living after the Spirit, and thus putting to death the, um, the desires of the flesh, living as a holy and living sacrifice unto God, separating ourselves or yourself from the world and being transformed or taking on the identity of Jesus Christ each and every day, knowing that Jesus could come at any time. That's a smart goal. It is specific. It's measurable. It's attainable. Um, otherwise, you know, there wouldn't be a reason for Jesus Christ to have lived and died in the first place as a man who lived without sin or without guile in his mouth, who was tempted in all ways in which we are tempted, yet without sin. So we know it's um, it's attainable, it's realistic, and it's certainly time-bound because this year could be the last year for one or more of us on this call. So if you're here this morning, um, hopefully this, this lesson has been encouraging um, to you. It is a, it is a beautiful year. Um, it's nice and shiny. We don't know what uh, you know the future has in store for us, but we do know that if we invest our time and energy in serving God, that things will work out. Uh, you know, you could you could take the uh, the verse that things <clears throat> all things work out to the good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. You could take uh, you know. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You could also take the, the verse that it is impossible for God to tell a lie. All of those verses um, certainly are ones that we can take with us um, and use to kind of bring us back. But at the end of the day, really, <clears throat> it is those daily, you know, January 1st to January 2nd, January 2nd to January 3rd, so forth and so on. You know, each and every day, um, striving to uh, live for God and, and to take on the identity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that will ultimately get us to our goal um, if this is to be our last year. 
of um, being with God in heaven for all eternity. So, <clears throat> this is uh, the Lord's Day, and um, what better day or what better time to start off a new year um, getting your robes clean? And what I mean by that is if you are spotted with sin, if there is a blemish on your spiritual body um, that you need to be, that you need to resolve, that you need to be made clean, um, the scripture tells us that we can do that. Um, through this the process called repentance, um, we can come to God and ask Him for forgiveness. Uh, James the, or sorry, First John the first chapter says that if we are in fellowship with Christ, that His blood uh, continues to wash us of our sins, to uh, remiss us of our sins. And if you find yourself not being in fellowship with Christ, um, you can get back into fellowship with him on the first day of uh, 2023 by coming to him with the, in the spirit of repentance and asking him for forgiveness. So we'll sing a song of invitation and the floor will be open to anyone who needs to request a, a prayer of that nature. Um, we also know what we did to become Christians. And I guess I would say is that is a great New Year's resolution. Um, you know, Paul told Timothy in, um, what is it, Second Timothy, the very last chapter for us, he exhorted that young man and that exhortation is to us as well to, to preach the word, to be instant in season and out of season, uh, to make full proof of our ministry, to do the work of an evangelist. And that's our obligation. That's our job. Um, each and every one of us, whether you're male or female, um, we have an obligation to go out there and preach the gospel, uh, to let our light shine um, in this world. And so um, if you need prayers of encouragement to do that, um, again, the floor will be open to you as well. So thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll turn it back over to you, Brother Marzette.